Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. There's something about human beings where they can go against the harmony of nature. So why is that? Is that because human beings are fundamentally flawed because we're bad? We have to assume that our ability to defy the natural order is the natural order. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from Clear and Open. As humans, we have an innate desire to be free, but we also don't recognize the realities of freedom. Free will exists. You can do whatever you want, but you cannot escape the consequences of doing whatever you want. And the role of life is to hold us accountable to reality and show us what happens when we take our truth to its natural conclusion. This series is excerpted from my online course entitled Essential Leadership Processes, which you can find at courses.clearandopen.com. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click a link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. Greetings, everybody. This is session nine of Essential Leadership Processes. About halfway there. And so I don't forget, let me say that uh, you've reached the end of part one, or you're about to. So we're going to take next week off as it's the end of the quarter. Again, this is a course that spans two quarters, so there'll be no class as it were next week. I'll delete the appointment, so nobody is surprised why that is. We're here to discuss... I almost said org chart and position agreements, but I don't get the feeling that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to probably discuss what's getting in the way of that, or maybe both. What should we talk about today? Remember what I said at the beginning, that these processes are the framework to have the conversations that need to be had. So the question is always, I offered the framework. What is the conversation that needs to be had? What are you discovering? Or is everybody so hopelessly behind that they haven't even read the assignment from last week? Is that a possibility? Yes. <laughs> In my case. Okay. That's honest. Thank you. Anyone else want to chime in with a word or more? Yes, for me as well. Not being okay. not, not having reviewed it yet. Okay. Thank you for being honest, Bob. I'm a bit behind as well. Uh-huh. So it's a common a common theme. Anyone else? I don't I'd like to know how to maybe apply this into I don't know. I don't have a business. 
or I'm not. I don't have a I've been job. thinking about you. This is probably the least applicable thing we've done so far to you. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, with uh, it speaks to responsibility. That's something we could talk about today, because um, responsibility seems to be at a all time low in our world. But before I go down that rabbit hole, anyone else want to chime in who hasn't? Janae or Catherine? If you like, not calling on you. Okay. Jump in anytime. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I see, Catherine, because you're unmuted and we're not hearing you. So make sure you're, see if your mic is selected or select a different mic. And we'll, uh, you can always write in something if you like. Oh, it looks like somebody maybe had. Yes. No, we can't hear you. Right. You did write in. Okay. So while Catherine is working on that, um, who did three org charts? She says, uh, "So cool." Let's talk a little bit about a little bit about responsibility because that's a very big contextual piece to this. And uh, boy, it's been hard to follow the news recently for me because the um, responsibility has gone to bad, from bad to worse in so many ways. And um, I, I'm, I, I think. Uh, I mean, my, my politics are hard to put into a box, but um, a lot of my sensibilities were what are now being called classical liberal because the left has become, in some ways anyway, as crazy as the right. And um, it's a really interesting development. So it was sometime in the last year or so where I realized, I don't think I'm a Democrat anymore. I'm registered independent, so it's not really relevant. But it was like, hmm, I used to kind of think that I was with these people and now I'm not. Um, and the, it's, I mean, I love talking about it so much. I could almost go down the whole uh, rabbit hole of um, the printing press and where we've come since then. Because um, it's so, so interesting. To me, it's the most interesting thing there is, is how far will the, I can create my own reality delusion go. That's what's been going on for over 500 years. We've been, pendulum is swinging, been swinging more and more. It started with something innocent enough, like, I think I should get to interpret the Bible however I want. Or, you know, like, okay, that seems empowering, right? But what happens with human beings, it's a fascinating thing, is there's something about the structure of life itself, the design of it, where we seem inevitably to always take whatever idea, principle, philosophy, whatever lens we're looking through life, whatever we're operating with, and life sort of ushers us along to say, oh, okay, you think X? Let's take that all the way and see what you've won. That's what happens. It, and so even people who try not to commit overly to any one particular idea, like uh, a true agnostic, agnostic, agnostics and atheists are often lumped together, but there's really a big difference. An agnostic is just literally from, I believe it's Greek, uh, agnosis. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's a God or not. So that seems to be a very neutral position as opposed to atheist. There is not uh, a God. Um, as opposed to not knowing, really interesting that it's not no God versus no knowing. 
Uh, and, you know, agnosticism can be interpreted different ways. You can't know. That's a sort of staunch agnosticist, which is really kind of funny because that's an absolute statement about something you can't know. You, I absolutely know that we cannot know. Well, wait, then you absolutely know something. Oh, crap. You're right. See, that destroys that paradigm like that. But of course, I lived that way myself for, for years. Um, so it's kind of funny that way. But uh, what was I talking about? So, uh, but e so even an agnostic who seems to have a kind of neutral um, uh, situation, neutral principle, neutral orientation, if you look closely at their life, and also from a little bit of a distance, you'll see that life is trying to teach them about that. And I, I can't think of a particular example for, for that one, but it's... Um, you know, I guess maybe suffice it to say, a, a spiritual orientation toward life is an examined life that looks for patterns, looks for themes, looks for what are the lessons being taught here. And this is sort of a review or an encapsulation from paradigmatic analysis, of course. When you consciously or not, make a assumption about life. Men are, women are, life is, Democrats are, Republicans are, uh, God is, whatever follows that sentence. And everybody has one or more. When you do that, you wave, a, you wave your arms and say, life, please show me whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong as soon as possible. That's what happens. And it doesn't seem that there's any avoiding that. So life's job is to hold us accountable to reality. That happens all the time. You think you can go without sleep for several weeks? Reality will show you, no, actually, you can't. You think you can sleep outside for a few weeks? Life will say, no, that will kill you very soon. You, you know, and, and we're fascinated as human beings by testing boundaries. Right? I'm going to climb this rock face without a rope. I'm going to um, deliver a package anywhere in the world overnight. You know, we, we're fascinated by pushing these boundaries and amazing things happen in the process. Sometimes in content, amazing successes where we pull it off and go, ha, y'all thought this wasn't possible, but I delivered this package overnight to, you know, Rhodesia, what's it called? Zimbabwe now. Um, I, I don't know why. It's always Rhodesia to me for some reason. <laughs> Uh, but I did it. And like, you know, reality be damned. And, and other times uh, we fail and we go, oh, we can't do that. Or, you know, the four minute mile for years couldn't be broken, couldn't be broken, couldn't be broken. And then suddenly one person did it. And then lots of people are like, oh, it looks like it's doable now. And then many people could do it. So we're fascinated by this. So that's the thing to start out with is that we're already inside a accountability, responsibility dynamic with life itself. So that's where it gets really interesting because human beings have this seemingly innate desire to be free, don't we? And if you ask a thousand people, what do you want to do? Uh, what, 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 what is freedom to you? They'll give you some version of like, well, I want to be able to do whatever I want, whenever I want, which goes completely against the design of things, right? I call that free won't. That's not free will. That's, that's, uh, that's been talked about for ages. But free won't. Free won't is the individual willful ability 
to go against the grain of reality. Free will is the willful ability of a human being to go with the grain of reality. Every moment of every day, we are, we are at a choice point between free will and free won't. But we don't like the ego, we could say, shadow, whatever you want to call it. The ego doesn't like the idea that there's any kind of authority baked into the design of life. doesn't like that idea. It likes the idea of free will. I can do whatever I want, which is true. But there are always consequences. That's the thing. You can do whatever you want within reason. You can certainly try, but you cannot escape consequences. You can hold your breath and be like, I'm going to be a human being who doesn't breathe. Right? And the consequences of that will be lightheadedness to death. <laughs> You can't escape those consequences. I'm going to, you ever heard people talk about uh, people who don't eat anymore and they live off the energy from the sun? This is like a thing. People talk about this. I've, I've met people actually say, oh yeah, I just don't eat anymore. I'm a breatharian. I just am living off the, off of air. And meanwhile, they've got like a stash of Snickers bars under their bed that they're unconsciously eating because there's no way. There's no way. I just don't believe it. I mean, it could be true, but I seriously doubt it because baked into the human being is these, you need food or else you die eventually. So that desire for freedom, that willful free won't thing, why do we have that? Why do we just not automatically want to go with the flow? And that's in there too. But why do we not overwhelmingly want to go with the grain of life? and not be willful rebels to the accountabilities. What is that? Well, it's a couple of different things. One, and let's start with the essence of it. The essence of it is, and if I can get, if I can come, by the way, if I can come around and pull this back to org chart and position agreements, I'm going to be really proud of myself because I've dug quite a hole right now. I can kind of see it. It's in the distance, but I think I can bring it around. So in essence, Human beings are the only animal on the planet to to have this kind of free will, at least as far as we can tell, that we have the ability to be out of harmony with the way of things. We can kill each other. We can kill ourselves. We can build devices that can kill lots of people and make uh, areas completely uninhabitable. We can take things out of the ground and refine them and then make little explosion machines that can drive around at high speeds. It's amazing. And we don't generally pause and consider, well, is what we're doing part of the natural order of things? Like that's not a criterion for uh, in technology, the question in science is the question is never should we, rarely should we, it's can we. Can we do this? Can we go to the moon? Can we go to Mars? Can we blow this thing up really big? Can we make cars that run on, you know, whatever, swamp water? Can we do it? Can we do it? Can we do it? But in that paradigm, there's not a a pause usually that says, okay, well, should we? Because it's a very deep question. Should should we according to who or what? Because you end up in spirituality in an instant there. Should we according to what? the The design of life? It's like, you know, you know you're not supposed to talk 
inside a movie theater because there's a movie theater and there's rules and there's, you know, impact that you can see. But with that movie theater is life itself. Well, what are the rules? Well, nobody knows, right? And that's the domain not of science, but of religion and spirituality and philosophy and whatnot. So we have the ability to completely disregard those rules. You'll never see a squirrel storing nuts in your garage instead of the ground, right? There's like that, that hasn't happened. With the squirrels, like, you know what? I realize I lose about half the nuts I bury. So I'm going to start storing them in tennis ball cans in your garage. That doesn't happen. There's a sort of natural order. And that may happen like slowly over time, but then you can kind of appreciate, oh, okay, yeah, eventually they sort of got this and the giraffes, you know, bred out the shorter neck folks so they could reach the leaves or whatever. And it's sort of, you can appreciate there's a natural order of things rather than like one guy being like, you know what? I think Jews are the problem. I'm going to kill as many of them as I can in one lifetime. You know, you can feel, you can intuit. Ooh, I don't think that's with the natural order of things. You don't have to make a mental argument of that. It just seems very against the grain, sets lots of people, um, causes a lot of pain and suffering. You can just intuit that. Yet people do that kind of thing. Well, they know that kind of thing, but they do such things every day on smaller scales, show up to work and waste half their time on the internet. You know, think about the millions of people who do that every day, especially now that people are working from home. Or, you know, kids who pull the wings off of butterflies and dragonflies and, you know, just to see what happens. There's, there's something about human beings where they can go against the harmony of nature. So why is that? Is that because human beings are fundamentally flawed because we're bad because, you know, yada, yada, yada. Well, we have to assume because this is a structural thing, an ability that all humans have had and have had for a really long time, tens of thousands of years, it seems. We have to assume that our ability to defy the natural order is the natural order in context, right? Can you accept that argument? Glad Zach is here because if I make any logical false steps, he'll he'll call me on it. So when he nods, I'm like, okay, I made a case. So, so we have to assume that our ability to defy the natural order is part of the order. Well, then what would be the point of that? Why, why would that? It's like, okay, the butterfly's wings can look like a snake. Wow, that's really cool. Scares birds away or whatever. Okay, that makes sense. Why would uh, human beings be able to defy the natural order that way? That I would argue there's only, you can only answer that question spiritually because there's no, you can't like research that. There's no evidence for that. You, um, it, it's the only compelling way I know to, how to answer that is to sort of, um, I guess it's sort of uh, inductive reasoning, I think. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com review and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.